Hello, hello. Welcome one and welcome all to the Around the World podcast. I am your host, the one, the only Clark Van Deventer. All right, this week we are going to Tunisia. Um, and if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, uh, this may be a surprise to you. Because last week I said we were going to Madagascar and we're not in Madagascar, we're in Tunisia. Now I could come up with a clever excuse for why we're in Tunisia. I could say, what I could, what I could say is, hey, last week we were in South Africa and South Africa is the southernmost continent or country on the African continent. And I could say, so this week I decided to go to the northernmost country on the African continent. And yes, Tunisia is the northernmost country on the African continent. But if I said that, that, that I would be making that up, all right? Um, as regular listeners know, this podcast is a spinoff of my hit class on OutSchool.com, which meets every week. And I have an assistant who puts together slides for me for those classes every week. And this week, she didn't get me my Madagascar our slides in time, which caused me a little bit of stress, right? I wake up on Tuesday mornings. I'm like, where are my slides? Because I teach on Tuesday afternoons. And just the way my life works, I got to have those slides by Tuesday morning. And so when I didn't have my Madagascar slides on Tuesday morning, I was like, what am I going to do? Uh, no, trust me, guys, I was going to be okay. I could, I could teach a class. But I was like, what am I going to do? And I remembered that about a year ago, our class was going, there was interest, right, in what was happening with Russia and Ukraine. And so our class had navigated. We had done, we had done Russia. We had done Ukraine. We had done Belarus. And then we, we worked through some of the stands, right? We were in Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan, and we were working down towards the Middle East. And at that time, my plan was to go to North Africa. Uh, and I had even asked my assistant, go, go ahead and start doing some of these countries in North Africa. And uh, then there was just this clamoring, a clamoring amongst my students. There was this desire to go to Asia. And so we didn't, we didn't follow what I had planned, which was go, to go from the Middle East to North Africa. We went to Asia instead. Now we've been all the way around the world. And a year later, here I am getting ready to teach that afternoon. I don't have slides for Madagascar where I plan to go. And I remembered that I had slides for Tunisia and I had never taught Tunisia. So I dusted off those slides and Tunisia. All right, that's my country this week. I promise, all right, this time I'm serious. I already have, she did give me my Madagascar slides. So we're definitely doing Madagascar next week. And let me just say, I'm not throwing my assistant under the bus here. Uh, oh look, stuff happens, all right. I had a I had a backup. And I also, with my students, I don't have to make up some other story about why we didn't do Madagascar this week because my students know I have an assistant who works with me on these classes. And I think this is pretty cool. So I've mentioned this before on the podcast too. I, I am a white man from America. That's who I am. There's nothing wrong with that. Who I am. And my perspective on the world is the perspective I have 
standing where I'm standing. I can travel, I can grow, I can try to look at the world from other people's points of view, but I am who I am. All right, my, my assistant is a woman in the Philippines. And so every week in class, I am a white man in America teaching a class using slides prepared by a Filipino woman. And I think that gives the class a little different flavor, right? There are times that she writes something or she puts something on a slide and the way she puts it, like, I go, huh, I, I wouldn't have put it that way, or I've never thought of it that way. All right. Anyway, Tunisia. Um, it's funny. We were sitting at the dinner table the other night. My two daughters take uh, this class on our school, and we're, we're talking at the dinner table about Tunisia. And I'm like, I've always, I've always been intrigued by Tunisia. I'd love to go there. And my wife is like, what? I, I, I've never thought of Tunisia. Um, or I've never even heard you talk about Tunisia. But I've always been intrigued by this country. And this country has a lot of things going on that would pique my interest. All right. First of all, I love places where cultures collide. All right. And you have a lot of cultures, just a lot of currents coming together in Tunisia. So you're in Africa. So it's an African country with a lot of European influence. It's Mediterranean influence. Just the fact that you're on the Mediterranean Sea, you're going to have lots of different cultures passing through. There's an Arab influence. This is this is like this is sort of a Middle Eastern country. It's very much a Muslim country. If you look at the flag, you can see it. There's Islamic symbolism on the flag. If, it looks a, an awful lot like the Turkish flag, if you're familiar with the Turkish flag. It was a French colony, right? It was a French protectorate until 1956, which basically right, puts France in this position of, we are your protector. You're, you're kind of free and independent, you can do whatever you want, but you're ours. We're gonna, like, we're gonna protect you, but you're ours. And that ended in 1956. Uh, the country's also like an archaeologist's dream. Like, have you heard of the city of Carthage? Or maybe you've seen the movie Gladiator, all right? And there's that scene in the movie where there's these gladiatorial games. There's this, there's this like sort of MC or host who's announcing the next great gladiatorial game, which will be a reenactment of the Battle of Carthage. All right, that's Tunisia. The ancient city of Carthage is a part of a city we now refer to as Tunis, which is the capital of Tunisia. Uh, so as I ramble on about all this stuff at the dinner table the other night, my wife was like, yeah, okay, I, yes, I can see. This is your kind of place. Uh, by the way, much of the, uh, there's filming that was done for the movie Gladiator in Tunisia. Um, there's the Colosseum, right? Now, if, if you just close your eyes, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But if you close your eyes and you try to picture in your mind's eye the Colosseum, you can do that, right? You can picture the Colosseum in Rome. But there's, a, there's one very much like this. If I showed you a picture of the one that's in Tunis, if you just glanced at it, you would think it was in Rome. They're very similar. The one in Rome, bigger, but not by much. The one in Rome, 
sat about 50,000 people. The one in Tunis sat about 35,000 people, and they're both pretty similarly preserved, right? Um, so this is North Africa, all right, Tunisia, North Africa. Um, on the northwest side of Africa, if you're just trying to picture in your mind's eye this African continent, the northwest side of Africa almost touches Spain, right? That's that's Morocco. Um, and then on the northeast side, you have Egypt. And in between, all right, let's let's start in Morocco and let's move east. You have Morocco, and then you have Algeria, and then you have Tunisia, Libya, Egypt. Only you kind of like it's very much if you look at the map, the map is very much dominated by Morocco, Algeria, Libya, and Egypt. And Tunisia is sort of stuck in there in between Algeria and Libya. Much smaller. It's much smaller compared to Algeria and Libya. Um, it's also, just to give you some perspective, it's less than 300 miles from the island of Malta, which is an island nation in the Mediterranean. That we, had, that we definitely associate with Europe, right? Uh, Malta, if you can picture the Mediterranean Sea and picture that boot of Italy, right? Right at the toe of the boot, there's an island that's Malta. Um, Tunis uh, to Malta, less than 300 miles. Tunis to Rome, 325 nautical miles. The Romans show up in Carthage, in 146 BC and destroy the city and build their own civilization on top of it. And that Roman Colosseum in Tunis was constructed between 230 and 238 AD. All right, uh, okay, backing up, let's back up because I did say that while we're in Africa, I wanna just continue every week to build on this African profile, right? Um, in terms of global population, all right, Africa is the number two most populated continent in the world. Of course, Asia is number one by a lot. Right? There are two, two countries in there, yeah, there's two countries in Asia, and just those countries would have more or about the same number of people as the entire African continent. Right. So um China, 1.45 billion people. India, 1.41 billion people. The African continent, 1.42 billion people. So, right, we have two countries in Asia alone. Just take one of those countries. It's either equal to or more than the entire African continent. Uh, current population of Asia 4.7 billion people. And remember the African continent, 1.42 billion people. So the entire African continent, well behind the entire Asian continent and population, but rapidly growing, where the rest of the world is either growing uh, barely or growing much, just much more slowly. Median age in Africa, 19.7 years. That's the median age, right? Meaning the exact middle. So half the population is over the age of 19. Half the population is under the age of 19. 
Um, median age in the United States, I just, I gotta give you some comparison, right? Median age in Africa, let's just say 20. Median age in the United States, 38. Median age in China, 38. Median age in Europe, 44. Wow, 44 is the median age in Europe. So just think about this. If you're on the African continent and you just walk around, all right, half of the people will be under the age of 20, which means you're going to be, there's just going to be a lot of young people around, a lot of kids around. Like go for a walk in Africa. Half the people you walk by are going to be under the age of 20. Take a similar walk in Europe, and half the people will be over the age of 44. You're going to be surrounded by a bunch of old people. I had a student ask this week if that's because people in Africa don't live as long. All right, good question. And that's part of it, but not all of it. All right, so average life expectancy in Africa is 67 years. In Europe, in the entire EU, it's 78. In the United States, it's 79, all right? Okay, so yes, people in Africa do on average live less long lives, all right? But they also are procreating a, a much more rapid rate, all right? In 2022, uh, the fertility rate in Africa was 4.2 children per woman. And that's actually down from 5.3 20 years ago. Um, so 4.2 children per, per woman in Africa. Average fertility rate in the EU, 1.5 children per woman. In the US, 1.8. All right. So the US average woman has 1.8 children. Europe. 1.5 children, Africa, 4.2 children. So yes, people in Africa do on average live shorter lives, but they are also having babies way faster. Okay, that, okay that's Africa. Let's get back though, right? We're, we're supposed to zero in on Tunisia. Gladiator, right? Battle of Carthage. Um, Yes, I do love that movie. But in class this week, I had a slide where I showed a picture of these underground houses that are built, like they're built underground in the Sahara Desert. So uh, the northern, maybe the about the northern third of Tunisia, if you look at it on Google Maps, the northern third is close to the Mediterranean Sea. And on Google Maps, it's green. It's fertile. The bottom two-thirds, if you look at it on Google Maps, you'll see that it's brown. It's desert. And if you zoom in on Google Maps, you'll see Jebel National Park. And if you click on Jebel National Park, you'll see all these images of desert coming up. And Google Maps, a little description Google Maps will give you is that uh, Jebel National Park is part of the Sahara Desert. And these underground houses that I showed a picture of they're in the Sahara Desert. And when I put the picture up in class this week, I immediately had a student say, that's from Star Wars. Like he recognized it. 
Um, and in later classes, I I would I didn't have there was one class where I had a kid just immediately recognize it. Later classes, I was like, does anyone recognize this? And in every class, I had kids go, this looks like Star Wars. All right, now I'm not a Star Wars junkie, but I, I have watched different Star Wars movies, and I can imagine what they're talking about. And I did a little research on this. And there, so in some of the Star Wars movies, there's these worlds that are that are underground houses that are built in the desert. This isn't a movie set. This is the real world in Tunisia. Like they, they George Lucas just went to Tunisia to film this world. All right. Again, going back to Google Maps, when I looked at Jebel National Park, I'm looking. I looked north, and there's a massive lake in the middle of. Tunisia. And I'm like, I bet that's amazing. And I look at it and it is amazing, but it's also a desert. <laughs> um, the lake is uh, Shat el-Jarid. Shat el-Jarid is the largest salt pan in the Sahara Desert. Surface area of over 7,000 square kilometers. And the first images that come up on Google are just boats literally sitting in the middle of a desert. Uh, parts of Star Wars also filmed at Shat el-Jarid, by the way. Um, now, you may remember Tunisia in the news a few years back. Does this, do you at all remember Tunisia being in the news a few years ago? Um, the term is Arab Spring. Maybe you've heard of the Arab Spring. The Arab Spring was a series of anti-government protests, uprisings, armed rebellions that spread throughout much of the Arab world in the early 2010s. And we refer to that whole season as the Arab Spring, and it started in Tunisia. Uh, it results, there's real results as a result of this Arab Spring. Leaders deposed in Tunisia, Libya, Egypt, and Yemen uh, the leader who would be ousted in this season of Arab Spring that Americans would be most familiar with, uh, Miramar Gaddafi from Libya. Remember Gaddafi from Libya? He, right? He's, this, he's ousted in this whole Arab Spring. But Ben Ali, who ruled Tunisia with an iron fist from 1987 until 2011, he's overthrown at this time. He, uh, he's put on trial in his country and sentenced to 35 years in prison. Never spent a day in jail. Uh, before the trial could take place, he flees the country and eventually dies in Saudi Arabia in 2019. Spent the, spent the rest of his days in Saudi Arabia. The star at that time is Emil, Emil Mat Matlauti. Uh, Emil is a major, major Arab pop star and becomes known as the voice of the revolution. Uh, before the revolution, when right when Ben Ali is still in power, her music is actually banned in Tunisia. Uh, her song, Kempti Ora, which means my word is free, is the anthem of the revolution. NPR in the United States, National Public Radio called her the 21st century's catalyst for change. So I was just listening to, to this big song right before I clicked record on this podcast. My wife was like, what are you listening to? 
And I'm like, I don't look, I don't speak Arabic, but this is a big song in the Arabic world. Uh, my word is free. And this, this is the anthem song. I guess it's, it's the anthem song that led to revolutions in four countries. Like the United States government couldn't overthrow Gaddafi in Libya. They tried, I mean, literally, the US government tried for about 40 years to get rid of this guy. They couldn't get rid of him, but this song did. Oh, oh okay. Maybe I'm overstating my case a little bit, but it is the anthem song. So give, give it a listen. Kelmti Ora. The artist is Emil. It's E-M-E-L. I'm like, she's a big enough deal. Like, she goes by her first name, right? Like, her, she's just Emil. E-M-E-L. Right? She's a big enough deal to only have one name. That That's saying something right there. All right. That is all I've got to you. Uh, that's all I've got for you today. Tunisia. Next week, I promise Madagascar. Uh, remember, hey, if you have kids or are a kid between the ages of about nine and 13, nine-ish to 13-ish, uh, link in the show notes to this, uh, to my classes. All right, all my OutSchool classes, you can go to my teacher profile page on OutSchool by going to the link in the show notes, or you can just go to OutSchool.com and search for me. Clark Van Deventer. And the advantage of having a name like Clark Van Deventer is that there's not a lot of them. So if you just Google me, you can find me. Or you can also find me on Instagram at Clark Van. All right. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.